And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Hola, Miguel. Como estas? I'm good. How are you? Oh, muy bien. Yo soy un bicicleta. Um, you are a bicycle? See. Si. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, I, took a ye- I took a year of independent study Spanish that involved me sitting in the school cafeteria, reading the book, asking questions to my teacher who happened to be the study hall monitor, uh, and then eventually taking all the unit tests. So I got through Spanish 1 and Spanish 2 in the school cafeteria. Great. Good for you. And you did Spanish and French then. My senior year, I took French 5 and Spanish 1 and 2. Interesting. So how is that? Because I believed I was going to be a foreign language teacher when I got older. And how did that turn out for you? Uh, I went to college and realized I just really enjoyed like high school level French. And then I realized that high schoolers are dickholes. Well, okay, yes, but why did it take you to college to recognize that Because when you're a high school... At least for me, you probably had evolved beyond this, but for me, when I was a high schooler, I didn't realize that we were all dickholes. It was oh. afterwards... It was a self-realization. I went, I went from foreign language, and then I was going to teach social studies, like our friend the Arcissist, who I believe is a certified history teacher, if memory serves... Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I went and subbed in a high school and went, yeah, <laughs> dickholes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Well, don't they teach languages much younger now? I mean, couldn't you? They do. They do. They do. I could have continued I mean, yeah. my too studies. Too late now, and I then... suppose. Yes. Well, no, it's never too late. If you. No. DC at. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. If you want to go back to school and, and learn to become a, a foreign language teacher, well, know that I support you. I support you in spirit, but not financially. So, uh, muchas gracias, Doc Menson. At I don't know how to say at in Spanish. <laughs> Doc uh, Menson. Ah, uh, it's it's those little words that you have trouble with. Um, how are you feeling? You've got some tea, I'm assuming. I do a have warm some beverage tea. there. Yeah. Your voice did you, was the voice completely gone for a little while? Not completely, but like it was pretty gravelly. It was it was Did you sound like Eric Young from Sanity? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I have been listening to the Edge and Christian podcast of awesomeness and I started at the beginning. There was a very good conversation with Eric Young, which he explains why his voice sounds like that. Okay. I assume it has, has something some... to do with, like, polyps on his vocal cords. Yes. Yes. The same affliction that Brian Pillman had. The same affliction that both. everybody whose voice sounds like that has. Yes. Got it. I found it interesting. I'm sure that you did. Well, we're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you, DC. I love you as well. Um, what a week. It has been in the world of professional wrestling. There was a food fight and a dance-off in the same week. Boy, I sure am glad that I caught all of this hot wrestling action. 
Now, I wanted to ask you this because we are big proponents of the silly wrestling, the wrestle silly. Mm -hmm. Do you find those sorts of segments to your palate or do they turn you off? Now, granted, a dance off is a separate sort of thing. I'm more specifically, let me paint the picture for those who have not watched. In case any of you did not watch, let me set the scene. The B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, my guy Bo Dallas. Um, went to Kurt Angle and demanded a title match. They're 2-0. and They want a title match, and Kurt Angle said, it's great that you're winning, but two wins does not equal a title shot. You need to show that you are better than the other teams on the roster, guys like Heath Slater and Rhino, guys like Titus Worldwide, guys like <sighs> The Revival. So you have to prove that you're better than the bottom of the barrel. Got it. Got it. That's what so, you need to do for a title shot. Okay. So, Bo and Curtis, in their own way, decided to do that, I believe, um, by having a Memorial Day barbecue in the middle of the ring and basically then just say, well, look, aren't we trying to... I think essentially it came down to they were trying to get the other teams to agree that they should have a title shot. And, of course, that didn't happen and things devolved and it was a food fight. Okay. Um, to answer your question, do I enjoy these types of segments? It depends. Sometimes I do. I remember very fondly a food fight from a few years ago in which Kevin Owens was sitting underneath a table munching up potato chips, and which eventually ended with him being pied by some unknown assailant. Um, that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, it depends on who's involved and to what degree they commit to it. Um, but in fairness, that was also a produced backstage segment. I will say that typically when these sorts of things happen in the middle of the ring, uh, they tend to fall flat. And they, they tend to, to maybe not excite me as much as they possibly could. Okay, that's fair. I mean, uh, for in this instance, for example, you said, and I think it was the very first words out of your mouth, that this segment involved the B team, and I was instantly not interested, so... I suppose that is fair. Bo Dallas is an acquired taste. He certainly is not Kevin Owens sitting underneath the table eating potato chips. No. And and again, Kevin Owens was too busy running away from Braun Strowman on Raw to be involved in a food fight. Wait, but I thought Braun Strowman was involved in beating up Finn Balor. Yes, but it's money in the bank season, Doc. And when it's money in the bank season, all of the talents who are involved in Money in the Bank, have to weave in and out like oh. so many woven things. That reminds me. Uh, I had some yes. text messages from GQ, and one of the things, and I, I did not respond. So, GQ, if you're listening to this, I, I, <laughs> I sort of apologize, but you know how bad I am at responding in general. It's just sort of par for the course. But part of the reason why I did not respond is because he asked me when the next pay-per-view is, and I had no idea. I knew it was Money in the Bank, but I don't know when it is. And I said, ah, this was earlier today. I said, I will be podcasting with DC later today. I mean, I could you know, take out my phone and do a quick Google search, I suppose, and find out when Money in the Bank will be. But then I said, that sounds entirely like worked. And frankly, I can wait. So DC, could you please, could you please help me help GQ? I will respond to GQ right now live on the air <laughs> if you can tell me when Money in the Bank is. I can. 
because I looked it up earlier today in preparation for the show. Okay. Uh, it is June 1st when you hear this. Friday, June 1st. Rabbit, rabbit to you all. The pay-per-view is not this weekend. It is not next weekend. It is the weekend after that. TakeOver Chicago, June 16th. Money in the Bank, June 17th. June 17th. Oh, good. For a minute, I thought you were going to say that it was going to be the 10th. And I was going to be like, oh, man, well, I'm not going to be in town on the 10th. And that's going to be unfortunate. Um, but the 17th, I will be back in town. Is that your vacation that I, I've heard about? Mm -hmm. Are you vacationing that weekend? We are. And actually, I'm rather upset about it, to be honest. Um, it'll be a nice time. I'll enjoy spending time with Mrs. Manson going someplace <laughs> new. Don't get me wrong. I... I, I... I understand, but it was just the, is that when you're going on vacation? Yes, and I'm very upset about it. Yeah, well, okay, so. That, in and of itself, that's the Doc Manson experience there right go. there. Uh, my essence, if you will. But yes, I'm actually, I am upset about it, because it wasn't until after this vacation was booked that I discovered that, you know, starting the 10th and the beginning of that week is E3. I'm going to be missing the biggest video game extravaganza of the year. I will be away from home, unable to watch the press conferences live, unable to tweet about it as it happens. Well, well. No, no, well. I'm not going to go on vacation and sit down to watch three three-hour-long press conferences when I could be out doing new and exciting things and eating all sorts of wondrous gluten, but dairy, egg-free <laughs> But Fallout 76, Doc Manson. Fallout 76. Yeah, can I tell you I'm not interested in any Fallout games anymore? Um, I've I'm never done. played a single Fallout game. I'm done with Fallout. I don't like Fallout. I don't like all the debuffs. I don't like the radiation. Too much balancing back and forth. I'm not that sort of player. I don't like it. Stop making Fallout games. Give me some more uh, Elder Scrolls, please, and thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Bethesda, what are you doing? I, Let's do this. I, I played Far Cry 5. The ending stunk. So now I don't want to okay. play it That's okay. I mean, you, you think all games' stories stink, so I'm not going to take I too liked, much faith in that. I liked the Skyrim game. I'm story. sure. I'm sure you did. What were we talking about before we got on this? Yeah, the, the Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, June 17th. So, yes. So, all of the, the men... Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, and Kevin Owens, which would be the raw representation. They're all swimming together. Is that is that like the international hand symbol for swimming? I was kind of trying to do a double helix thing. Except I only have two hands, so I guess it would be a single helix. Is that a thing? Is DNA, because it's like that, is that what makes it a double helix? I don't even know where to begin with that statement. Is DNA, because that's the way it is, is... What? So hold on. It's First, two strands more. that wrap around each other. Two separate yes, okay. strands. okay. Thank you. That's, that was what I wanted to know. It's not just one thing. Well, I mean... Technically. Well, we'll give it the... Depend, I guess it depends on what you want to consider one thing. 
what kind of bonds you want to consider to be necessary to... I want covalent bonds, because those are the only bonds I can remember from science class. It might have nothing to do with this, but I know there's something... There are covalent, covalent bonds along the backbone of DNA that hold the nucleotide bases together. It would be ionic ah. bonding that keeps the two strands base-paired and, and together. Um, so that's a weaker form of bond that typically is not considered... When, when considering things being in a molecule. So, although DNA, I guess, is a molecule. But regardless, it's a weaker bond, so I would say it's I can already say strands. that the best part of my day so far mm -hmm. was the brief, brief moment where your face kind of went, he got it right. Yeah, he Look did. At him. He did. Look at him breaking out a science word. He didn't know what double helix meant, but he knew covalent bonds may be involved somewhere. Not really Good with the him. helix itself, but no, holding but the. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. All right. So, yes. So, that is a yes. Braun Strowman and Finn Balor had a rematch from last week, this week, and then Kevin Owens was involved, and then Braun was going after Kevin Owens, and then Kevin Owens had to fight Bobby Roode, of Now course, I'm thinking, because so. I said ionic bonds hold the strands <laughs> together, and technically it's hydrogen bonding, but I think hydrogen bonding is a type of ionic bonding, but I don't know. Somebody write me and let me know if I'm wrong. Calling all scientists. We're going right. to have a big, a big, big Star Bucks, not Star Trek, Star Bucks. Uh, Danielle sent in two emails. Hooray! So... Um, so let's see. I'm trying to think. The, the food fight was there. Let's go over to SmackDown for a bit. There was a dance-off between Lana and Naomi. Oh, great. Great. Again, both members of the female Money in the Bank match. Okay. Um, I hope Lana wins. So, Money in the Bank? Yeah. There's Rusev and Lana, Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. So here's what I want to do. Here's where I think I want to go, because we are overdue for a list show. Well, I don't know, I know, man. That... Last I heard, we were going to cancel the list. We're not canceling the list. Well, I mean, it seems like NAI decided to steal our gimmick, and they're going to be doing the greatest wrestlers of all time as a as a crowdsourced thing. So it sounds like there's no point to us doing the list anymore. We might as well just throw it in the garbage now. Thanks, guys. Thanks for stealing our shtick, Jason, Liam. Not Bill. Bill, you're okay. I like you, Bill. <laughs> Uh, no, they did something called the rating game where they just have a list of criteria to try to find if a single talent is either underrated, overrated, or properly rated. At first I thought they were stealing our stick and I, stealing our stick. That's, that's where I'm at today. Okay. Um, stealing our shtick. Uh, and I was a little perturbed about it, and then I actually heard more about the, the program. Are you saying I, I jumped to a false conclusion by only listening to 10% of the facts? I jumped to a false conclusion because, well, and, and to be fair, I don't know if Mr. Maltov still listens to this show. He does not. But to be fair, when he first described it to me, it sounded very much like this. He described it as a project, and when I heard project, I assumed it was a separate podcast that they were going to do with the Patreons. And I was like, look, with all the love in the world to Chip and Damien, I haven't heard a Salty Chips podcast in a while. Maybe I've missed it, but we're the, the affiliates of NAI pretty well, much right now. I mean, when's the last time we released a list show? We're affiliated with them regardless of the list. DDT Wrestling is the affiliate. 
I so. don't know. I mean, it seems like Jason only ever retweets stuff about the list. He never actually just says DDT wrestling. It always is just the list. So they will they will retweet when I when I try to publish. There our you show. go again, correcting me in my half truths. So what I wanted to do. Since we haven't done a list in a while. The Reconciliation Show. I'm really just waiting for some more emails. We got a couple. Um, I have the eight men that will participate in the men's and the eight men and the eight women that will participate in the women's. And I'd like to create the list of... Now, we can go either way with this. Do you want to create the list of who you would like to win top to bottom? Or do you want the list of who you think is likely to win top to bottom? It's probably more fun if we do who we would like to win. I'm totally okay with that. Would you like to start with the men or the women? Um, well, I've always felt that women belong on top, so let's begin with them. What? What? What are you, what are you trying to say? I'm saying we should I rank like the women first. There that I, oh, okay. I thought you were putting a double entendre in there. No, I, I would it. never do that. Not to you, Good. sir. Okay, then let's move on. Here are the women that will participate in the women's money in the bank. You dirty, dirty bastard. Ronda Rousey. No. Nia Jax. She's wrestling for the title. Nia Jax is the champion. Not Do for we long. need to have an intervention? Do we need to have an intervention and have you actually tell me who all the champions are? Uh, that's not very You know fun. the universal... Okay. I th- yeah. Here are the women. Okay, women, the yes. Women. Ember Moon. She's at the bottom. Charlotte Charlotte Flair. Charlotte's near the top. Alexa Bliss. Near the top. Becky Lynch. Bottom. Natalia. Bottom half. Lana. Right in the middle. Naomi. Bottom. And the winner of the epic women's gauntlet match that lasted 20-some-odd minutes... As opposed to the men's, which lasted almost 90. Sasha Banks. Okay. Um, she's in the middle somewhere. All right. So, Do you agree with that uh, general ranking? Ember Moon, bottom. Charlotte Flair, middle. Only because she's Charlotte Flair, she doesn't need a briefcase. Fair. Alexa Bliss, near the top. I think Alexa Bliss could do some real good work over the course of the next year with that briefcase. I agree. Do you agree, sir, that the Money in the Bank briefcase is a gimmick best held by heels? Yes, I think so. I agree. I was actually trying to remember the last good face one. Because Dean Ambrose won and cashed in that same night. I think... Which I guess is nice, but... I honestly think the best face cash-in would be John Cena's, where he won it and said, Look... I'm just calling my shot right now. I want my title match against CM Punk at the next pay-per-view or whatever it was. I forget exactly the details. But he, he wasn't sneaky about it. He just went out there. He was like, look, this is happening. Or I don't even remember if it was. That is kind of what faces should do. Mm-hmm. Is rather than... All right. Ember bottom, Charlotte middle, Alexa near the top, Becky Lynch near the top. I'm, I'm going to continue no, 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 to no. fight uphill. No, 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 no. She might uh, be the no, Ember Moon is the bottom of this list, but she is pretty close to the bottom. Natalia, middle, trending upward. Yeah. Lana, middle, trending upward. I would say higher than Natalia. Naomi, bottom. 
I would put Naomi. I would put hmm. I would put Naomi above both Becky Lynch and Ember Moon. We can safely say that Ember Moon is last. If only because she just got there. It might be Naomi that's last, to be honest. I'm sorry, Becky Lynch. What was I saying? No. Because I'm assuming we have to agree, or are we making our own lists? No, no, we're agreeing. Yeah, then Becky Lynch, I, I won't go lower than five. Okay, but if we were making a list about who was likely to win, you'd have to agree that she'd be the bottom of that list. No. Ember Moon is at the bottom of that list, too. No, no, she no. She just got here. Exactly. She could still do something. She just got there. This would be nice and exciting. No, it would she, inject some she, she needs energy into her to... character, you know, give her an automatic over with the audience, you know, in a way that Becky Lynch never will be. No. I think Becky Lynch may be in the bottom half, maybe even seventh out of these. But again... Ember Moon is clearly at the bottom. And plus, we're doing the which would we like to see. And I like Becky Lynch. I would like her to do something. Hey, I like Becky Lynch just fine. I don't like her winning Money in the Bank. and Or the Royal Rumble. I don't like her winning much of anything, but I like Becky Lynch just fine. She is right. straight firear. Are we giving Alexa the number one spot? Possibly. Could we both agree she's near the top? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So so if we ha if we go Alexa one and Ember eight, that allows us then to just kind of fill in the middle. I'm torn on Sasha Banks. If she becomes the boss, the briefcase kind of works for her. But her continuing to be a face without much else to do doesn't do anything for me. Agreed. So um so who's after Alexa in your mind? Would it be Charlotte? Again, doesn't necessarily do much for me. Um, she, I imagine she would do the same thing John Cena did. If Charlotte wins a briefcase, she's saying, Asuka. Honestly, looking at this, maybe Sasha is second after Alexa. Because I think she's more likely to go pure heel with it than Charlotte would be. Mm -hmm. No, I think Charlotte would call her shot and say, whoever's the champion at SummerSlam, you're wrestling me. Hmm, fair. So, I, I would, would rather Charlotte... see that than Sasha with the briefcase. So, Charlotte's second. All right, Charlotte's number two. Does that mean Sasha's three? Unless you want to make a good argument for Lana. The only argument for Lana is if Rusev also... I like it. Let's put her above Sasha. Lana three. Sasha four. I'm assuming out of Becky, Natalia, and Naomi, Natalia's fifth. I'd say so. You got to give me Becky over Naomi. You got to. Fine. I'm just going to say six. you're very racist. <laughs> no, Sasha's four. Okay. All right. Sasha's four. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't even put that together until afterwards. Well, I'm just going to start calling you Vince McMahon. Okay. Is he racist? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Shelton. <laughs> and Doc wins again. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the men. Here are the men that will be participating All in right. the Money in the Bank. Leia, I mean, DC. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Top, bottom, middle. Uh, top. 
Finn Balor. Middle. The Miz. Top. Rusev. M- mid top. Bobby Roode. Mid middle. Kevin Owens. Oh, top. Samoa Joe. Top. Any member of the New Day. They still haven't uh, said which one the is going to be. Bottom. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> let me just throw this in there. <laughs> this match features Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, mm. and Samoa Joe. Mm. So please begin contemplating I, I how can't. you're going to rank those I three. I can't. Because that doesn't count The Miz and Rusev. Right. I mean, like just based on what I'm is, hearing here, Rusev ends up near the bottom of this list. Just based on the fact that this is quite possibly. And and the best thing is this is a ladder match, and usually the ladder match has some sort of high flyer. Maybe Kofi's in it just for that alone. I really hope the New Day wrestles together. Um, For me, Bobby Roode is the bottom of this list. I feel like his WWE run has gone nowhere. It has, He's... but you could totally see him with that briefcase doing some heel work. Like, I think that's a better yes. choice. What would need to happen, however, mm. is he would need to turn heel because he is currently. Yeah, right. And that's the reason not... why his main roster run, to me, has been flat. I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree. I'm not saying. He would do great work as a heel, but I think he'd be much better off than he has been as a face. That character with that entrance and that robe has to be a heel. I agree. I just like so. Um, Bobby Roode to me would be at the bottom. Okay, I'll give it to you. I would say, and this is my bias, I would put Finn Balor next, but I can understand that that's probably not really an accurate thing. It's just my a reflection of my own. He's going to be in the bottom half just because of the other talent that's at the mm. top. So if you want to put I, I, Day, I mean, and again, this is not in terms of likelihood. This is just in terms of what I would like to see. I, I think I can very comfortably say... I'd rather see the Rusev-Lana matchup that you talked about before, and I'd rather see yes. The Miz with that briefcase than I would Finn Balor. Yeah. So. The only question is, is Finn 6 or 7? Is it Finn or New Day? I think I'd rather see the New Day than Finn Balor. Because at least the New Day, I think, would be... I'm not going to say it would be great, but... Having the three of them pass around the Money in the Bank briefcase could at least be some original, you know, sort of situations that we haven't seen. That's where I'm going. Yeah. And part of it is because I really do want to see them come out with Xavier on Big E's shoulders and Kofi on Xavier's shoulders. And they try to wrestle as a, you know, 16 foot tall. Honestly, not even that, though. Can you imagine, like... Having the three of them, like, even if, like, I'd like it if they were heels again, of course, because, again, that we already covered that heels are just better with the briefcase. Can you imagine all three of them hanging out outside the ring? All three of them could be ready to beat you down in a moment's notice, and one of them yeah. is going to cash in. Which one's going to cash it in? Could be any of they them. Start, Don't know who. They start sliding in the ring, and 
Yeah, you don't know which I mean, one. That's part of the story of Money in the Bank is how are you? How can you possibly as champion? How can you be prepared? You never know when it's going to come. But but think about it. You at least know who it's. You might not know when, but you know who. You know what I mean? You can now study you don't that. Even know that, right? Yeah, I think that could actually be kind of original. So I like that. So does that leapfrog them over Rusev then? Maybe. I like that Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank thing, though. It's got a nice ring to it. I do, too. That, that, and again, that's something, we've obviously, we've never seen before because we've had one mm. women's Money in the Bank thing, and it was James Ellsworth. So, but honestly, the more I think about it, I think there's a lot more potential with the New Day. Not, not, not to say I don't think Rusev and Lana could do good stuff, but in terms of doing like really new original stuff with it, I could see the New Day getting a nice long run out of that. Rusev and Lana come out once, they do their victory celebration, somebody gets hit with a fish, and then they're just the Money in the Bank holders again. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, Yeah, you're right. Hmm. So are we moving New Day up to five? I think, I may think maybe. So Rusev is six. New Day is five. Now, here's a question for you. Sure. I I do like The Miz a lot. And I think he's probably one of the best heels of all time. I love him when he's holding a belt. I love him. I I think I would love him when holding Money in the Bank. I have to believe he's probably won Money in the Bank before. Is that true? No? No. Really? Well, I don't believe so. Because he would have cashed in. Hmm. I guess then maybe I don't think he cashed in to win... No, he pinned John Cena. The only thing with The Miz is I feel like he's so good, regardless. The only reason I would say The Miz is because you've got AJ and Nakamura, Samoa Joe's in the picture. Like, I don't know when The Miz... I would love to see an AJ Styles versus The Miz program. I just don't know if that's in the cards. The Money in the Bank is an instant main event Mm. spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, were you trying to make a case for New Day over the Miz? I was starting to think about it because of the originality. I, but... I think I think I think what we would need to caution ourselves with there, and I love the New Day, is we're putting we've in our heads already turned them heels, and now yeah, you're right. have yeah, you're that's right. not the case. Yeah. They're going to have a Money in the Bank briefcase that has a contract on a pillow of pancakes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And they're going to fill the briefcase with pancakes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They open the briefcase. There's the contract underneath. All right. Yeah, Miz above New Day. Which begs the question, and I want to hear you talk through it. Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. I'll tell you who – well, no, I wanted to let you talk talk you through it first, and then I'll tell you who my – I know who my number three is. It's one and two I am stuck with. I think my number th- – mm. right now, I oh, – hmm. right now, I sort of feel like my number three is Braun Strowman, but that's because of everything that's happened post-Mania, I think. If I go back to the monster Braun Strowman. Before Nicholas ruined it? Yeah, like, he's at that number one spot, maybe. <sighs> My number three. 
I could see Kevin is Owens. Braun, is Braun Strowman. Yeah. I could see Kevin Owens in number three, too, only because he's done that cocky thing before. He's done the prize fighter. He's, But at the same time, I'd like to see him return to it, and it gives him the perfect reason to return. He has returned to it the last few weeks. He said on Raw this week doing commentary, I don't know if you know this, Michael Cole, but I'm a prize fighter. Oh. And I haven't had a prize in a really long time. And people, Jason Maltov, who had ranted about this recently on an episode of NAI Pod, like, I, I was just like, okay, we're done being friends. Mm-hmm. We're done with the friendship with Jericho. We're done with the friendship with Zane, for the sounds like. So. I'm okay. Yeah, Braun's number three. Joe is number two. And Owens is number and one. And Owens is number one. Here's the thing, yeah, man. And, Here's the and thing. My, and then I'm, I'm totally fine with that, but in my head, my, my gut thing was to flip-flop it. I hear you. And again, Samoa Joe would say, SummerSlam, AJ Styles, I don't even need this. He might not. Like, I could see him having a really good run lording it over people. I really could. Him and yeah. Kevin Owens, I think, would both be really good at that. They're 1A, they're 1A and 1B. They are. But I will say, when it comes to lording things over people... I think Kevin Owens has got the edge. I think he stands to be more entertaining oh, yeah. with it than Because Kevin Samoa Owens Joe. will make fun of you and hold it over your head and essentially say na 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 boo boo. So what would Joe Joe's will just beat the crap out of you with it? But now, which I do want to see. This is just this is just what we would like. Does it change anything for either the women or the men? Not that I expect you to remember the order for the women. Um, right now, both of our number ones are on Raw. Hmm. Hmm. Again, doesn't need to change anything. No, I don't think it changes anything in our like list. But once again... Because our, our number two, our number twos are SmackDown. It's Alexa and Charlotte. It's Owens and Joe. Last year, who was the men's winner? Baron Corbin. <laughs> and that was also on SmackDown, right? So SmackDown won both of them last year. They did. So, it could be both raw. I think what we're going to see, and granted, the many of these, the men are all established for the most part, but I think they have to have an established guy win it this year. You can't give it to a young guy like Baron Corbin and hope this elevates him because it didn't. Well, all. in all fairness, it was Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. I mean, well, I don't know what they were thinking. All right. The other matches currently announced. The only guy more boring than Baron Corbin is probably Big Cass. Like, I love, I love that we spent all week being like, Samoa Joe's going to wrestle Daniel Bryan. Samoa Joe's going to wrestle Daniel Bryan. SmackDown starts, and Big Cass is added to that match. So now it's Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. And it was just like, take that you indie-loving smarks. Yeah. Take that. Well, I didn't watch it, so the joke's on them. Um, we've got two-ish and a half weeks till the pay-per-view. Here are the matches as currently constituted. AJ and Nakamura, last man standing. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda's winning, right? I don't know. Carmella versus like, Oscar. Ronda can't lose at this stage in her career, right? So... In her second... Ma- uh, 
N- no. Logically, she can't, but I would hope she could. Mm. But no. Mm. Uh, C- Carmella versus Asuka. Wait, what? Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. The Bludgeon Brothers. Current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, I'll have you know. Now I hear your fan, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know when that started. On, but... Taking on the club of Gallows and Anderson. Okay. Back in the title picture. And Bobby Lashley taking on Sami Zayn. That will be a good match. It will be. Uh, as of this moment, the Intercontinental... U.S. Raw Tag Team and Cruiserweight titles are not on the show. Is the Universal title on the show? No, but it wasn't going to be. Brock's wrestling next at SummerSlam. Forget your 30-day rules. He's going from Mania to SummerSlam. I'm telling you, man, it's not that it has to be defended every 30 days. It's that you have to be able to defend it every 30 days. Yeah, That's the rule. I'm telling you. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are eight matches currently, which for any other pay-per-view, I would be like, that's enough. Eight is enough, like the TV show. But this is a dual pay-per-view in an era where they say all pay-per-views are going four and the big shows are going longer. This is going to be at least a five-hour show. I don't know. So I'm assuming... Seth Rollins will wrestle Elias. That's kind of the feud that they're starting for the Intercontinental title. Isn't it crazy that Seth Rollins isn't in the ladder match? A little bit. A little. He's bit. like the hottest think... thing in that company wrestling-wise right now. Yes. The rumors are right now that he's going to win the Universal title off Brock at SummerSlam. Nah. But I think that's just because he's done so well No, that's... Here. It's still going to be Roman Reigns. But the 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 rumor for the Rollins-Elias match is that whoever loses has to shave all the hair on their head. That's a joke, because Seth Rollins and Elias really look alike, I think. So I think the, the gimmick should be that whoever loses has to stop looking like the winner. That was a joke? In my head. <laughs> okay. Do you know who the U.S. champion is right now? The U.S. champion is... Seth Rollins. <laughs> no, he's the Intercontinental champion. Okay, then the United States champion is... I We did this like two weeks ago. And I told you that you got to believe in yourself in order for you to figure it out. And I still think Bo Dallas when you say that, but I know no, that it's Jeff Hardy. Yes. Man, he's so forgettable. He is. Do you know who the Raw Tag Team Champions are? Uh, Matt Hardy and um, that guy, uh, Husky something, Husky Harris. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. All right. That's all I got on the sheet. My lovely cloud paper with orange Sharpie on it, because I couldn't find a pen. All right, cloud paper. We got emails. The emails. The emails. What? What? The emails. What's that email address? 
podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We got two from Ross Foreman. Did you listen to the Tessa Blanchard interview? I did not. Uh, we got to go all the way back to Jeremy, our good buddy Jeremy. He sent us a reconciliation email, which we'll get to. But his next email, the email before that was, yes, I still use Hotmail. I'm old. Here's a quickie. With SmackDown Live going to Fox in 2019, which current stars would you insist be moved to SmackDown Live to capitalize on the big move? Send for my iPhone. Hmm. Well, I probably would want to make sure AJ Styles was on that show and maybe Daniel Bryan and, um, gee, maybe Samoa Joe would be good to have on that show and, yep, maybe Shinsuke Nakamura. See, here's the thing in my head. Yeah. And, uh. I broke our good buddy Pav or whatever he's calling himself these days, his heart. Do you think Fox paid a billion dollars or is going to spend a billion dollars for half the WWE roster? What do you mean? Like they want it exclusively? I'm just wondering if now that they've got this, Fox is going to want a big hairy deal if WWE is going to be like, do we need to keep this brand split up? Our pay-per-views aren't split. Do we need to have separate shows or do we just start slowly merging the rosters back together again? I don't know. I think logistically there is a benefit to having different guys on different shows, especially if they're not filming on the same day. So I don't know. I agree. It's going to make it harder for the talent if they all have to show up at one place on Monday and then all show up at the, for a place on Friday. Especially because that but, means they're going to go back to using half as much talent as they use now. So, um, but it'll be interesting. You know, I don't know necessarily that they if they stick with separate brands. I don't know if they're going to necessarily switch things up majorly. But I would imagine. I don't necessarily think that Fox is like demanding any specific superstars. You know what I mean? No, I wouldn't think so. I think they're just like, we want what you do. We want live television that people can't get elsewhere. That's what's valuable. Nobody wants to watch television anymore except for sports, except for live things. We're scared. Our business model is dying. You're one of the few content providers that actually produces content that people are willing to tune in for. Uh, We will pay you anything because we are scared. That's really what it comes down to. I think the first match I would have on SmackDown, uh, October 2019, would be the very first meeting of AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. That'd be great. That would they would shit. really burn it down. <laughs> Your voice is going to hate you tomorrow for that. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, reconciliation to email from Che. All right, Danielle. We asked you a bunch of questions. Uh, You've got an email and then a follow-up email because you believe you made some mistakes. Let's get to that. Here, Do you want me to read this? Oh, yes. (laughs) Hello. I like that it's in different font sizes. I hope this week has gone well for you guys. I am excited to be going to my family reunion next weekend. 
You better believe next week's episode will be playing in my car as I make the four-hour drive to the southwest corner of Oklahoma and back. Wow. Southwest corner. So that's not the panhandle. That's down abutting Texas. Okay. Well, save travels. Hello. Hello, Danielle, in your car. You're driving, listening to us, driving each other crazy. What, what, what irony. Did you find my joke funny earlier, Danielle? I hope so. For those who have not listened to last week's episode, mm-hmm. episode 128, please go back and listen to the middle section. No, please go back and listen to the whole thing. Where DC and Doc asked me several questions about working at Starbucks and Barnes and Noble. Editor's note. This may be the longest email I have ever sent you guys, and I've been emailing y'all for at least a year. Here's a question for you real quick. Yes. Is it fair to put an editor's note in something that you've penned? No, because you're the author. It should be an author's note. So wouldn't you just put it in with the rest? Unless she went back and was literally revising her own work. If she proofread it and added that I mean, she probably did, but... I just wonder if that's like a a literary faux pas. If, if we have any book agents listening to this show, I'd like to know if authors adding their own editor's notes is some sort of faux pas in your industry. We are calling out to the DNA scientists uh-huh. about the difference between ionic and hydrogen bonds, if I remember correctly. And now literary well, I know agents... the difference, but I'm, I'm just wondering if hydrogen bonds are a subset of ionic bonds. All right. As a friendly reminder, all responses are in my opinion and do not reflect my company's views. A. Light Frappuccinos. Starbucks discontinued the light options because it was not on a high demand across the states. Damn it. They don't know my wife. Thus, discontinuing the light Frappuccino syrup. Ah. You guys mm. did mention it correctly that you can make one similar with non-fat milk and no whip if preferred. Other items we have discontinued are French toast bantam bagels and gluten-free Canadian bacon sandwiches. Sorry, Doc. Do you have any gluten-free food there now? Because, like, I didn't know that you had gluten-free food. I'd be be interested to know. Welcome to the Starbucks podcast with DC, Doc, and Danielle. B. Drink sizes. Grande is Italian for big. Venti translates to 20. Some stores have the Trenta 30 option for iced drinks, which is fun to suggest for iced teas and coffees at the store I am at. A venti iced drink is 24 ounces, and a venti large drink is 20. Hmm. The iced drink cups have four more ounces because of the amount of ice most drinks comes with as a standard. When a patron comes into the store, I don't correct them about saying medium, small, super short, the one that's this big, I, too, used to be clueless about the drink sizes before I became a frequent drinker at Starbucks. Oh, man. You might answer this further. My follow-up question for you, Danielle, is what is your favorite drink at Starbucks as an employee? Do you ever get to play and make something that's not on the menu? Hmm. What were you going to say? I just want to go into a Starbucks now, and instead of giving them a size, 
always just say, I want the one that's about yay big and like be moving my hands further <laughs> apart <laughs> back together as I'm saying it, just wildly oscillating. And, and they'll be like, wait, what size? And I'll be, you know, like something like this. And, you know, eventually they'll call the police and have him removed from the store. But I think it could be a. Not anymore. I think they're really <laughs> like frown on that now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think you could do a whole lot to Starbucks before they call hmm. the police these days. I guess you're right. C, eggnog, la- eggnog latte. I believe this is the one that's going to need a correction. Okay. I've only been a partner since January. Whoa, wait, so I whoa. Yet to... what, what is a Starbucks partner? I believe that's what they call their employees. You're a partner in the Starbucks system. I would have thought like you were a barista or you were a cashier. So what you're saying, it's probably a general term to refer to anybody who works for Starbucks there. Yes, like, you know, I'm an associate at... I'd like to think in my head that Danielle has made partner at the firm of Starbucks. (laughs) And Danielle. Right. I'd like to think that it's a a higher level position. Uh, So I I need to hear more about that, but you go ahead. In that case, she can get you a drink. (laughs) Maybe she can. That's right. Maybe she can bring back uh, that light frappuccino syrup for Mrs. Matthews. Yes. I've only been a partner since January, so I have yet to work with some of the fall drinks. I found a recipe card for the eggnog latte. They have recipe cards. Of course they That's do. That's adorable. When we steam the eggnog in the milk, it's two-thirds eggnog and one-third non-fat milk to a specific line for the corresponding size. I didn't know that. Sh- I thought it was all eggnog. Sh- Remember, there's clarification coming. Oh, oh, okay. The shots are on the bottom, and then the milk is poured on top after the milk has been aerated and topped with nutmeg. This doesn't sound right to me, Daniel. I think we need a correction. My understanding is that, yes, you can replace the non-fat milk with soy milk, just like any standard latte. I actually prefer all my drinks made with soy, almond, or coconut milk. You will get charged an extra 50 to 60 cents to do so. I will definitely keep you guys updated if I am indeed correct. Personally, I would love to see a vegan pumpkin spice latte. Yes, with cream please. And pumpkin spice. Except I can't now, have pumpkin, so that's whatever. We're going to stop Here's here. Here's a question, though, for you. Do you think I can still have a pumpkin spice latte? Because how much pumpkin do you think is in a pumpkin spice latte? My assumption. Not much. That's my, right, right? I have to assume like there's no. no pumpkin flavoring in that, right? It's it's all the other flavoring. I think you would be okay. And again, that would be the thing. If you go cold turkey until, which is one thing you can eat. You can eat cold I turkey. sure can. Um, until I can eat hot October. Too. Hot turkey. Mm. Hot turkey. How about I that room probably turkey? Tepid turkey? I know that's one of your favorites. No, you like it cold. I know. I've seen you reach into the fridge and, yeah. <laughs> um. I would be interested to see if you go and, you know, because I'm assuming you're still feeling better. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. Good. Maybe you just try a little, like one little pumpkin confection and just see. Maybe your body will be like, oh, we can handle that now as compared to the mountains of other stuff. When you say you love to see a vegan pumpkin spice latte and in parentheses whipped cream and pumpkin spice, are you suggesting that the whipped cream and pumpkin spice would need to be vegan? I know the like the whipped cream obviously is not vegan. So, but here's my question, I guess: Does Starbucks have a vegan whipped cream option, like just standardly? Just curious. 
Her follow-up email, Danielle is one of my favorite people because in the follow-up email are pictures of the recipe card. She actually sent us oh, beautiful. visual aids. This is great. So I've jumped to the correction emails because let's stay on topic here. So there's okay. a picture, eggnog latte, espresso combined with steam eggnog and milk topped with ground nutmeg. This is the coolest the email we've ever received. <laughs> I'm sorry to um, everyone else, but this the photo of this recipe card. Like, I'm worried that, like, the Starbucks assassins are going to, like, you know, come <laughs> after Starbucks Danielle. Starbucks Gestapo. Well, yeah, like, this is their proprietary recipe, man. This is, like, trade secret sh- shit. The espresso shirts are going to kick in our doors. You never know. Major steps. I... I did not know, like, I'm in love that there are these cards. So, major steps, and then there's STGV, I'm assuming, for the sizes. Step one, steam eggnog. Pour eggnog mix, two-thirds eggnog and one-third nonfat milk to appropriate line on pitcher, aerate. Step two, cue espresso shots. Mm. Step three, finish. Fill with steamed eggnog mix and foam. Top with nutmeg. So, her guys... I apparently answered the question about eggnog latte wrong. I thought eggnog was steamed for each individual cup, but it seems that we make the eggnog latte in large batches. I guess it can only be made with non-fat milk. Here's a pic of the recipe card. I'll keep y'all updated when the fall rolls around. Hmm. Cheers, Danielle, confused barista. So here's another question for you. It looks like based off of this espresso shot, thing here and this is the part that's going to get us in trouble with starbucks they, you, you mark my words they're going to request this this episode be removed from our feed stricken from the yeah record. um but so here it says that the grande and the bank day both have two shots of espresso so does that mean regardless of whether i order a medium or a large i'm only getting two shots worth of coffee the difference in volume is made up by the amount of eggnog and nonfat milk. Is that true? So if so, if I want a higher proportion of my beverage to be coffee, then I would want to get the grande and not the main thing. Is that what this is saying? Danielle. Yes. You need to. That, that is what it's I saying. want you to confirm no. that this is true. But, but yeah, I don't trust well, you. You are not a partner at the Starbucks firm. Danielle is. I believe she is better equipped to answer my question with authority. You understand. You understand that if we never hear from Danielle again, she has entered the partner <laughs> relocation. <laughs> <laughs> Seems possible. All right. So now we go back to Danielle's original email and move on. D. I am a bookseller at Barnes and Noble, and I'm. That was me just playing with the nail clippers and moving them out of the way. They made it back onto the table. Yeah. I'm a bookseller at Barnes & Noble and have yet to work in the cafe. I do, however, know the answer to Doc's questions about the Starbucks gift cards not usable at the cafe. Barnes & Noble cafes are owned by BNN and baristas are BNN employees. Makes perfect sense. It just so happens that Barnes & Noble serves Starbucks products and actually not all products. As you mean Barnes they Noble... don't sell all Starbucks products, or they sell some products that are not Starbucks? I'll let her answer that, because I am not a bookseller at Barnes & Noble. Nor are you a partner. I'm your partner, though. As a Barnes & Noble member, life. you get 10... What? 
you get 10% cafe orders amongst other goodies. Ooh. I'm assuming that means you get 10% off. I sure hope so. Imagine if, like, it was like, okay, you work here well. You can have a 10% of a tall. You're, you can't have any more than that. We're only going to give you a tenth. You pay full price. Here's a, te- here's a tenth of the bagel you'd like. <laughs> if it was an official Starbucks store, the discount wouldn't be an option, and most likely the store wouldn't be in Barnes & Noble, but beside it. A lot of the food available in the Barnes & Noble Cafe are foods I would love to see at the official store. Grilled cheese, pizzas, and my personal favorite. Well, so actually, based off of that, it sounds like Barnes & Noble is serving food that is not a Starbucks and product. Some, yes. Okay. So that, that question answered itself. E. Fun story. The first time I learned how to aerate milk, I got to pull the steam wand down to clean out the air and started singing Edge's theme song. And to this day, I still do that. I've had to show my partners Edge's entrance online and why the steaming looks like Edge's entrance. Oh, because of the fog. I get it. I also tend to sing WWE theme music, even beefcakes, Beefcake! when I'm running around as a barista. Hmm. Now, that's a Starbucks I would frequent. Yep. If you had a barista that was singing theme music. Intermission. So I've been watching the WWF Attitude Era. The ministry and the corporation have now joined together, and soon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon will be revealed as the higher power. Dan Gell, spoilers! Huh? Some people haven't watched the Attitude Era. So granted, they don't know what you're talking about. During one of the episodes, I had a realization about Stephanie McMahon. She got married twice on TV in 1999. First, there's the failed ceremony to The Undertaker... Twice to Triple H. So did she get married thrice on TV in 99? Well, the I failed ceremony means that she didn't get married that time. Oh, so, so there were three ceremonies, but only two were successful. Apparently. That's what I'm getting here. What are your top five weddings in WWE slash WWF history? And which one do you like the least? My favorite is now Stephanie's. She was more tolerable as a character at a younger age. Thank you guys for reading this lengthy email. And until the next email, I wish you all the best. Cheers, Danielle. P.S. Shout out to Mrs. Manson. All those puns on Twitter were hilarious. Puns aren't my forte. I don't know what puns that Mrs. Manson was making on Twitter. They were coffee puns. Your wife is much more active on social media than you are. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but she tends to be more social than me in general. True story. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's gonna be hard for me to remember to think of five weddings. Well, let's see. There's Macho Man and Elizabeth at number one. Yes. There's Kane. Did Kane and because the problem is, I don't know which ones were successful. Kane and Lita's I liked, but I don't know that that actually happened. Happened. Yeah. All right. So honorable mention to Kane and Lita at the very least for the attempted ceremony. Uh, there was one with David Flair and Stacey Keebler, but that was WCW, which is not what she is. That does not so count. Does count. Um, all right. That's Well, two. we've got our number one. <laughs> if anyone would like to send us a list of some of the other ones. Oh, Billy and Chuck. That didn't happen, though, right? He backed out last second. No. All right. We'll have to come back to that. Uh, our next email comes from our good buddy, Glenn. 
our good buddy Glenn with hashtag greatest squash match as the subject line. Hi guys, after a tweet from DC about teaming Lars Sullivan and Braun Strowman against most of the roster, my question is using the list. Which 10 wrestlers would you pick as a team to be squashed by Lars and Braun? Thanks as always, Glenn. So do we use the spirit of the list or do we have to pick guys from the actual list? I don't know. And if so, doesn't that make this a list email? Probably. No, let's just answer it. And I'm going to say, let's just pick 10 wrestlers that we would pick. Now, you say that you would pick as a team to be squashed by Lars and Braun. So are we talking about 10 guys that make five teams? Or literally, these 10 guys are making up one team, and they're going to face Lars it's and Braun. It's two on 10. Mm-hmm. So what I'm calling this is, who are your 10 favorite jobbers that you would like to throw in there okay number one bo dallas how dare you now okay i'll admit he's been on a roll the past two weeks but if we are not wrong if we went back You're three weeks ago he would be on this list right now you could put, probably not if you want to put Bo and axel on this list i do think that's okay no no no, no not he, axel axel he good. will <laughs> Kidding, kidding. He's he's terrible. Bo Dallas will be hilarious. He will be. Getting beat up. Kurt Hawkins. Gilberg. He's not around right now. It's using the list. I don't think it's current wrestlers. I think it's all time. If you could create. Oh, okay. Like an, all time? So like. Oh, we'll put the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler, Brawler on there. We'll put Bastion Booger on there. Let's put. Uh, Jeez. Ellsworth, just for the nostalgia of seeing Strowman versus Ellsworth again. Okay, let's put Kalisto on there. And <laughs> oh, that's true. The trash can. Yeah, trash can was pretty good. Um, how, how many is that? Five: Gilberg, Booger, Brawler, Ellsworth, Kalisto. Oh, you didn't put down Axel and Bo. Okay, Axel and Bo. That's seven. Um. The gobbledygooker? Does that count? Mikey Whipwreck, maybe? Ooh, Whipwreck. Good call. I even think I would like to see maybe Tommy Dreamer in there. He could be their leader. Leader of the so Misfit we're Toys. Job, we're doing a job squad. We're putting Al Snow in yes, there. Yes, we are putting Al Snow in there. Oh, I yeah. That's 10, then. Oh, all right. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, here's our a, 10. It took a turn there at the end. Gilberg, the Brooklyn Brawler. Bastion Booger, James Ellsworth, Kalisto, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Mikey Whipwreck, Tommy Dreamer, and Al Snow. It's a pretty good list. Kurt Axel would try to get on this, or no, not Kurt Hawkins would try to get on this list and lose the match to get in. Yeah. He would lose to Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah. Yeah, he would. And not make it. <laughs> All right. Um, our next email is one that uh, Doc Manson's going to read. Good afternoon from Amsterdam. Do you like? Do you like? Here is Stephanie Van Dijek. Pronounced Dijek. Yes, DZ, I am a runway model, not a runaway model. I apologize for not emailing these past few weeks. I was flown out to the Cuban Islands for a swimsuit photo shoot. Summer catalog coming soon. Quick question. This is me being an ignorant American and 
Again, I'm not. I have no problem being ignorant on the air. Cuban islands, plural. Do they count like Cuba, Haiti, the Dominican Republic, all those islands in that area to be the Cuban islands? That, that's what question. I'm asking you because yeah, I, I just I don't I'm not familiar with that term as a plural. But keep reading. Is the email Cuba multiple islands itself? I I don't know. No, I didn't think. I don't believe okay. so. Okay. Uh, anyway, or. Hold on, ook, as they say in Dutch. Wrestling time. What? You gonna say something? There are over 4,000 islands and Ks around Cuba. Okay. So, apparently, yes. Huh. I think Cuba is kind of the main island, but... Hey, you learn something new. Every Never stop learning. If you take one thing from DDT Wrestling, folks, learn something new every day. Good. As I was saying, as they say in Dutch, wrestling time. As Mrs. Matthews and Mrs. Manson would agree, you can tell a lot from a man from what shoes he wears. Let's play a game, or spelling, as they say in Dutch. As a fashion model, I take a keen interest in wrestlers' attire. I will throw out the names of types of shoes, and you have to associate them with a wrestler, past or present. Go, or gone, in Dutch. Formal slash smart. I'm going to go with IRS. Correct. Cowboy boots. I'm going to go with JBL. Either that or Billy Gunn. Ooh, that's pretty good. Sandals. Dude love. No, Dude love wear sandals? No, but I think of Birkenstocks and hippies Mm. and dude love. I was sort of thinking Jeff Hardy because he's just the sort of guy who I could see (laughs) in a a pair of sandals wandering around his house. Brother Dino! (laughs) Uh, Slippers. Lost your slip-flops! Slippers, that makes makes me think like Commissioner Mick Foley. Yeah. Good call. Uh, Boat shoes? Hmm, boat shoes. The Mean Street Posse. Okay, all right. Sneakers. I'm thinking John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. John Cena. Clown shoes. Um, I'm going with Doink. Doink. Um, loafers. Loafers. I'm again immediately going. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'll go with uh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. And then alligator skin loafers. Hold the ends. Stephanie Van Dijk. P.S. New York City Fashion Week is in September, the same week as Hell in a Cell. Skip that to come and watch me. No. What does that mean, skip that to come? Skip watching Hell in a Cell. Go to New York City and watch her. Oh, yes. I will, Stephanie. I will. We really shouldn't end on those emails. Although, (laughs) I have to say... I have to say that shoe thing was pretty very fun. Low, I had very low expectations, but that was fun. I like the shoe thing. Yeah, that was good. All right, there. Um, oh my goodness, we're even over an hour. How time flies. Um, give me a piece of positivity just in life. It doesn't have to be wrestling because you didn't watch. So my piece of positivity this week is Miranda sings. Oh my god. Okay. Tell me about Miranda Sings. 
explain to those people who don't know who she is who she is. Do you know who Miranda Sings is? Because last time I mentioned to you, you claimed you did not know who she is, which leads me to believe you looked up who she is, and now you know who she is. No, I do know who she is. I spend enough time on YouTube that I do know who she is. And since she's taught young children, I figured you would have to know by association as well. I have never heard a child mention Miranda Really? All right, cool. Well, Miranda Sings is a YouTube character that was created in 2008, and who has gone on to become a multi-million subscriber channel, one of the most successful YouTube stars, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You, and as I said, she is a character. Um, she, she basically is this embodiment of a, a talentless, talentless person whom is trying to become famous through her YouTube videos. She has no charisma she she speaks with with weird inflection um she sings and has a terrible singing voice she can't dance she has poor posture she has this bright red lipstick that she paints outside of the lines of her lips which she claims accentuates her lips as though a model would um it's it's this very clever shtick and and the thing that i like about it um the actress behind it uh, Colleen uh, Bellinger, I believe is her name, is excellent. She really embodies this character. It's like one of the best SNL characters of all time. And she's clearly a very competent improver. She, 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 uh, she thinks on her feet. She always has an answer in response to... She has lots of guests on her YouTube show. She has... She's just she's just always there with an appropriate response, and and she doesn't go blue with a lot of things. Although there is some innuendo, um, and and she's the whole like total anti like like sexiness thing, and so it's a very strong sort of like positive female role model character ultimately. And 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 she actually she had a show on YouTube called Haters. I'm not on YouTube on Netflix called Haters Back Off, which is like this fictionalized account of her life, the the, the character's life before she made it big on on YouTube. And it, it's this fictional it's this partly fictional, but it weaves in some of the videos that actually exist. It's this really weird sort of like fictional autobiography thing, almost like the naked truth, which was an autobiography written by Leslie Nielsen back in the day. And it's just, it's, 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 it's for something I didn't know existed two weeks ago. I just fell into a hole. I watched both seasons of the show on Netflix. Easy to do. There's only eight episodes in each show. And it's just, it's again, it's just this really excellent satirical character and it just really works for me and the thing that, and again the whole other level where it works for me is having now watched the YouTube stuff having seen little clips of her her doing live shows on stage like she is just an excellent comedic improver like she she really just knows how to play it and it's very impressive to see and I just I've been enjoying it immensely and one of the things I learned again not knowing this existed two weeks ago one of the first things I saw on her YouTube channel is she is currently touring um, it's going to be her last tour supposedly she's retiring from touring to focus on other things they're coming to a nearby state um, in July and I'm really really thinking that I'm gonna take mrs. Manson and go because I, I just I have fallen in love with this character it's so bad but it, it's 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 charming and it's it's honestly it's it is really very good and something else they did a whole, and I don't know if you ever watched the show um comedians uh, uh 
in a car getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. I was just I was just going to bring that up. They that did gonna, an entire when episode. I, when, when eventually you were going to stop talking, I was going to ask if you had seen oh, that Oh, yes, show. I have seen that show. There's an episode where she does that bit, but in character as Miranda the entire show. And again, it's just Jerry. There's, there's again, good chemistry there. And it just, it works really mm-hmm. well. And it, it was a different thing for that show I think, but it still was, I, I don't know, I enjoy, I'm enjoying it immensely. I may go back and watch Haters Back Off again, which it's, it's sad. It, it did not get renewed for a third season, so that's over. That that, But, man, I really enjoyed it. I really am into it right now, and I really do think I might go see that live show. I've got to convince Mrs. Manson. We'd have to take, it's like on a Wednesday night, so we'd have to take some days off from work. We'd have to find someone to watch the dog, but I don't know. I really, I think I want to do it. I don't know. I think Mrs. Manson will do it because it is rare, I find, (laughs) for Doc Manson to be positively passionate in general. So for something to get you that excited, she'll listen to this episode probably while she's taking a walk tomorrow at work. She'll hear the passion in your voice and she'll be like, I have to go with him to see this. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you see it at first and you, and you think the shtick is just she's going to be on stage giving a bad concert, you know, just like singing poorly. But that's not what it is. Like, it's actually a full comedy act. And as I understand it, um, I haven't again, I haven't seen much of the show, but as I understand the live show starts with Colleen and she and it like it transforms into Moran like there's a I don't know like I just I, I just need to see it I need to see it well that would be the question because you mentioned that you know she's she's done so to speak mm. or she's she's wrapping up I imagine this woman mm. Colleen would like to have a career and hopefully this can springboard her into it and you do wonder if if she is that hugely popular can she to use the wrestling phrase, get over. It's like when you have, you know, I, I can mean, she get over without that? Get- the thing that I think is funny about that is she, I mean, I, I think she can, but I think the gimmick will always be more over than she is. And I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but like you look at it, just the YouTube channel as it exists now, Colleen does have her own separate YouTube channel and she has millions of less followers than oh, does Miranda does. sings. Like it's right. Of course she does, but it, it's, I think it just goes without saying. All right. I'm going to have two pieces of positivity because they're less time and you took a long time. I did. The I did. first one, are you familiar with the video game Getting Over It? The video game Getting Oh, yes. Yes, that's not the full title. That's why I... Uh... Oh, with, with Bennett Toddy yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. his yes, name is? Yes, yes. I am familiar. Um, I did not know there was a, a genre of games that I believe are called rage games where they are supposed to be so difficult or so just pain in the neck that you can't help but just lose your mind. So I'm not playing it, <laughs> but I'm watching other people yeah. play it on YouTube, and it is amazing. Yeah. It- I watched a guy throw a chair. <laughs> that sounds like something I have to start watching. I, I, I was part of me was like, I really want to watch Doc Manson play this game Ooh. because I know how you rage. Now, I don't know how you rage in video games. It might be a separate thing, but I, I will show there's it's it's Markiplier, who is a he has 20 million subscribers. Never heard of him. Um, 
Well, okay. Well, there's. I started with Jacksepticeye, then it was Markiplier. But either way, it's it's good. All right. The second thing is a TV show called It's Supper Time. Okay. It is a food show, but it is hosted by a guy named Maddie Matheson, who is. Uh, I tried to explain it to Mrs. Matthews before she started watching the show. Um, it's almost like if Kevin Smith had a cooking show. He's this big guy. He's got tattoos all What's over the his show body. Again? It's supper time. Okay. Go on. Um, it's on the Vice channel. I bought it off of Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, but it's on the Vice channel. But it's you know it's a guy. So it's a guy who's you know like I said a big guy, heavily tattooed, but he's obviously got some serious cooking skills, and he cooks stuff. But you know it's it's not like any cooking show I've ever seen. If he screws up, they just go with it. Hmm. And then he starts yelling at, like, various members of his kitchen staff, like, if because he'll be going for something and he doesn't have the ladle he needs, so he'll just start yelling and somebody's got to bring him the ladle and he might, you know, swat him in the ass with it or something like huh. that on the way out. It's an entertaining show. That sounds good. So, you can't spend your entire life watching wrestling, try as I might. So sometimes you got to find other ways to entertain yourself. And today, Miranda sings, It's Supper Time, and watching people play Getting Over It would be our three recommendations of the Yeah, day. I mean, and on Netflix, look up Haters Back Off. That's the Miranda Sleek show. I've seen that. I think it was Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee that I first saw it, and then I was like, because the show was interesting. I liked Jerry's, you know. So then I tried to find her on YouTube, and I was just like, I don't do awkward well, and that seems... It is awkward, yes. Yeah. Yes, so. But, uh, yeah, All right it's there, really friends. good. All right there, friends. Uh we have had a great time. We hope you have had a great time. Danielle and others, thank you all for your emails. But Danielle, thank you for your manifesto. That was great. It was. Um, if you would like to hear more of our show, patreon.com slash DDT wrestling is where you can go to support us. Send us a few shekels. Nobody said anything about wanting to only send us a shekel or two. But, you know. Show us some love that way. Head to ddtwrestling.com or ddtpod.com to find all sorts of cool stuff. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com would be the email address. Did I miss anything, Doc? Probably just the Twitter handles. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Nope. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? <laughs>